Hey everybody, this is Matt Matan, owner of Biz Radio Asheville and also host of the Biz Spotlight features. And usually I only hop on for monologue segments if there's some key news or some information that's out there that I kind of wanted to talk about for a little bit. And this is one of those cases. The brand new findings for um, the state of the workforce report just came out. And I wanted to take a few minutes to kind of go through some of the key findings of the report and offer some thoughts and insights on it. And as with any of the discussions that go on here on Biz Radio Asheville, I encourage you to follow up with the hosts or with organizations or guests or anything else. But this is just going to be me and you talking for this segment. I don't have any guests. I thought about bringing in some people from the chamber to talk about it and maybe from, uh, from, from the city of Asheville or something like that. But instead... I thought I'd just go ahead and, and go over some of the report. So let's get some of the ground some of the groundwork laid here. Um, Asheville's Metropolitan Statistical Area, or MSA, has about 470,000 people in it. So oftentimes people say, well, Asheville has a population of 90,000, whatever it is. Well, there's a lot of – there's the daytime population, there's the nighttime population of Asheville. And they're very different numbers because a lot of people drive into Asheville to work. But also as the – metropolitan area has continued to grow, people are settling into their pockets of their micro communities, you know, whether that be around Arden or if it be in Black Mountain or Weaverville or Marshall or Waynesville, wherever it is. So when you take in the entire metropolitan statistical area, it's about 470,000 people. And so the state of the the state of our workforce study and survey that has just completed, uh, finished up at the end of May of this year, they collected about 1,400 responses from business leaders and owners from across the metropolitan area of Asheville. And it's the first time that one of these has been done since what I call the before times, since before COVID hit. And so it was really interesting when I saw the report was coming out, I was like, oh, I want to dive into this. And I started reading a little bit and I decided to just go through the rest of it, some of the key findings here on air and respond in real time as we go through the information. And so, you know, if you're a business owner, a manager, um, a solopreneur, whatever it might be, this is what the organizations and the governmental institutes are using to guide their decisions, policy-wise, workforce development, education investment. These are the kind of documents that they use to decide how they're going to support your efforts as business people here in our region. And so that's why it's important for us to understand the findings within this survey. So here we go. Here are the key findings. There's about five or six things we're going to go through here. Um, The following items were identified as the strongest takeaways from this most recent survey. Western North Carolina employers' expectations for business growth remain as strong as they were back in 2018. Despite challenges associated with the COVID-19 pandemic, over two-thirds of employers expect to grow their workforces in the next three years. Now, I I will say that uh, that is definitely something I'm hearing echoed from a lot of people. I was joking around. We had had a um, a, a co-networking event that we attended uh, recently with Incredible Business Networks and um, (laughs) networking. And, And it was funny because you know, I've always been a fan of CRMs, you know, the customer relation management tools. And, and I've preached it. I've taught people how to use it. I've referred people into different systems. And, and during COVID, it got to the point, you know, we had no events. We had had to furlough a lot of people from our staff here at Biz Radio, um, like a lot of businesses had to. And there weren't nearly the number of customers to keep track of as there were in the before times. And so I stopped using CRM 
at some point during COVID, I was like, there's not really a reason for me to spend all the money. I was on, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars on technology that I can just keep track of in my brain and with a simple spreadsheet. Well, that has changed. Over the course of this year, things have picked up so much that I actually reinstituted our CRMs for Biz Radio. And, and, and I was, I was pretty excited about that. You know, I was like, I was getting nervous. There was a lot of things happening, you know, we're hiring, we're expanding and, and a lot more advertising sponsors. We, and if you look at the events, you know, we've got stuff going on all the time. There are so many events going on. And so I needed to bring that back into place. And I do anticipate for us that we're going to continue to grow and expand. And since this is a business radio station. It goes without saying, I get I get the chance to talk to a lot of business owners at a lot of different levels of scale, and and I would I would go ahead and validate this point that there is a lot of expectation that there will be opportunity to expand workforces over the next few years. That being said, some of the other things I think we're going to get into in their findings speak to how confident employers or potential employers are about who they can find to fill those job opportunities. So let's go on to the next bullet point. There is a wide range of demand for workers who hold credentials ranging from GEDs or high school diplomas to two- and four-year college degrees, as well as certificates and apprenticeships. Now, this is one bullet item, but it's something that's been talked about a lot here on Biz Radio, not just by me, but by other hosts on the station. You've heard this topic come up over and over again, where people say that they feel like the developmental schools, you know, the the, the grade schools and, and high schools are still focusing way too much on the college track, that there's not enough focus on the trades. There's not enough focus on you know um, the advanced manufacturing opportunities, and 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 when I say trades, I'm talking like you know HVAC, plumbing, electrician, auto mechanics, all those kind of things. And I had we had someone come out to our house to do some work on some plumbing recently, and he was like 28, 29 years old, something like that. And I was like, "How'd you get into the business? I don't meet meet I don't meet meet many people in the trades anymore that are in their twenties." And he said, well, you know, I, I first started learning it from my grandfather. And so it was a family thing, you know, and so he grew up in the family and, and that's why he's in that trade. But he talked about, too, there's not a lot of people his age in the trades. And you hear that from people that work in different trade industries, that it's really hard to find people that are young to come into the workforce to replace the aging out workforce in the trades. And if you are someone who has tried to call to contract someone for trade work, you know there's a long waiting list. There's a lot of times that you can't even get people to bid on a job if it's not a big enough job. Small to mid-sized jobs go unfilled. I guess you're left to YouTube or a family friend that knows it. <laughs> you know that's, a, that's something that happens a lot. So when you hear in this report that they're talking about, you know, that the demand for workers who hold credentials ranging from GEDs all the way up to four-year college degrees. You notice they didn't mention masters or doctorates, uh, which is interesting. Uh, I, I would like to see more conversation from a policy standpoint where the systems that make those determinations for workforce development and, and education coordinate more to trade skills. And the other thing that I hear uh, from a lot of folks, and this has come up, and it's being acknowledged too, I'll tell you, in the higher education or at least the, um, the community college system, because I, I do some work with um, community colleges a little bit, and there is a discussion about how to reinforce soft skills 
not just focus on hard skills. So like say someone's going into computer programming. Okay, yeah, they can work with these software things. They can write HTML. They can do all these different type things. But how are they with communication skills? How are they with listening? How are they with schedule maintenance? How are they with, you know, just, um, you know, work-life balance kind of thing? You know, just the soft skills about being a productive employee and a happy employee and a functional communicator in a workplace. Those are areas that, again, a lot of business owners are saying, look, this is something that needs some attention. People are not coming into the workforce prepared for this. And in defense of the people coming out of high school or, or things like that, for the last three years, they haven't had interaction with people. You know, you know they, they've come out of a world that we can't relate to from that age, you know, that age range. Can you imagine being in high school where you knew everybody in your freshman year and you only saw people partially in your senior year and then graduate? And you didn't have all that interaction. You didn't have all that development opportunity for conflict resolution and things. So, you know, I think it's a real issue that's out there. All right, next item on the findings report. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the uh, the 2022 findings for the uh, Western North Carolina State of Our Workforce report that has just been published. All right, next one, it says that um, employers continue to rely on friendships and networks for talent recruitment as a, as a at a similar rate to what existed in the pre-COVID survey, which was 2018, but have increased utilization of other tools like online job portals, social media, and career fairs to reach a broader and more diverse talent pool. And let me break it down from what I've seen from where I sit, you know, as someone who has, you know, kind of like I've got a cast net out across the business community because of my role here with Biz Radio Asheville that I kind of, I hear all of it from everybody. (laughs) And so uh, I'll tell you that Using those other things like the online job portals, social media, career fairs, things like that, it's not that they're shifting, it's that they're desperate. And traditional means of filling jobs are not working. And even job fairs where there used to be, you know, you might used to get 1,500 people show up, you might get 400 show up. People aren't going to those things because the the climate, the workforce climate has changed. The, the work for The work workforce has changed. What existed before COVID does not exist anymore. And so I think part of the challenge is how do businesses today bridge the gap with what workers are willing to do and how much they're going to be paid and what their quality of life is going to look like. And so whereas there used to be a a, a pretty high level of people that are like, well, you know, I don't really like my job very much, but you know, I'm, I'm going to take it because it pays well. Now people are like, you're going to pay me what? You want me to work how many hours? You want me to be responsible for what? Yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs> you can pay me more than that to do less than what you're asking and I'll consider it. And I don't fault employees. They, a lot of people learned over the course of COVID what priorities were. Think of the number of lives lost. Think of the number of businesses and jobs and careers and, and situations that were fundamentally shifted. The pivot wasn't just from business owners and managers having to figure out how to stay alive as a business, but individuals were having to do the same thing. And when you go through something like that, it changes you. What you're willing to tolerate or what you're willing to do changes when you realize what you can survive on. And so the the bullet point here about how, well, yeah, they're still relying on friendships and the networks that they have, but they're going to other tools too. It's not that those other tools are reaping rewards. It's that they don't know how else to do it. 
All right, next point in the in the report, uh, summary report. Employers view cost and availability of housing, wages, and employee access to childcare as the most significant obstacles to talent recruitment and retention. Absolutely, 100%. I think this should have been the first bullet item if they were listed in order of priority. Number one thing that I think is a challenge to our region is the cost and availability of housing. Hands down, I don't see another thing that comes. It's like, well, you've got Michael Jordan, and then you had the second best player. <laughs> you know, it's like you've got cost and availability of housing, and then you got the other issues. And of course, wages tie into that too, uh, because you know, cost of housing. But our cost of housing is not being impacted necessarily by the wage differentials that exist here in the community as far as the increase in the cost of housing. The cost of our housing is being impacted by so many people from other markets moving here and buying up things combined with investments, buying up properties that are what would have been lower end um, on the real estate scale, affordable housing are being bought up and converted into Airbnbs. And so you have much less inventory. And so our, our housing market factor, and, and I really encourage you to listen to Ryan Marshall's show. He does a fantastic job on Real Deal, on the Real Deal here on Biz Radio, giving reports and bringing industry people in from real estate and all the related industries to real estate, talking about the different challenges. And when you've got people buying places unseen with cash from California or from Florida or from New York to the rate that they have over the last couple of years, Wages are not, you're not going to be able to address that because you're not competing wages internally within Western North Carolina. You're competing against wages in California. You're competing against wages in New York City. And so it's a totally different scale. The other thing, access to childcare. I can't even tell you how many people I know that it's cheaper for them to stay at home and not work than it is to work and have to pay for childcare. And so that affects the workforce availability as well. All right, last one in the uh, summary that we're going to go ahead and talk about here is employers expressed a broad need for employees with industry-specific skills and credentials as well as key soft skills, including responsibility and self-discipline, taking initiative, critical thinking, and communication skills. Now, see, this is where I, I decided to read the rest of it live and react on air. I should have read ahead because I just covered all that. So, um, you know, who does that? the question is, who does that fall on, though? Is that falling on families to develop those skills? Or are we going to depend on teachers to yet again fill another void in what used to be uh, the responsibility of parents and families and neighborhoods? You know, I don't have an immediate answer here in this monologue for that. But I just wanted to make you aware of it, let you know that the State of the Workforce report is out. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, I will go ahead and link to the full analysis report. Uh, you can download that and check it out. Um, if you are listening on the radio station in real time, go ahead and hit the little home icon. There's a, like a little house thing on, on the show file that you're listening to right now, and that'll link through to, um, to a report summary page, and you can get access to the full report from there. Anyway, appreciate you listening to Biz Radio Asheville. This is Matt Matan, owner of Biz Radio, and I'm signing out for now. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.